Hello there, I'm Kiel Cerrone, Beatmaker, and on this episode of The Monday Mindset, we're going to be talking about patience. Patience is a virtue. <laughs> as cliche as that may sound, <laughs> there is a level of truth to it. For any situation you find yourself in, allow yourself a bit of patience. Having patience allows your mind to expand in the moment, to search for clarity in the chaos of thoughts, feelings, and actions. But patience requires discipline. Many of us struggle with the discipline that comes with being patient. And um, I think for me, uh, I, had, I had to learn, um, you know, I think there are, um, before I get into my example, I think there are various aspects of um, patience that we have to learn. And what I mean by that, um, I think as you get older, more responsibilities, you know, are put onto your plate, you know, patience when it comes to work-related um, responsibilities and situations, patience when it comes to personal issues and responsibilities, patience when it comes to relationships, whether it's with family, significant other, friends, um, essentially what I'm just kind of talking about is that um, there are different um, aspects of patience and in, you know, those aspects of patience, it, it's a little different. It requires maybe more patience, maybe less, whatever. Um, but what I was trying to use for an example for me personally, um, you know, I had to learn how to be patient very early on in my life. Um, and back then, you know, there weren't no cell phones. Um, so, you know, for example, like when my mom, you know, I used to do rec basketball. So it was like recreational basketball for the town that I lived in. And um, it was only during practice, you know, my mom would drop me off and she would leave for work or she would be at work. Because um, I would either stay at, home, stay at the school or she would um, pick me up and then keep going to work. You know, she would do, um, you know, overtime. Um, and there were times, many, many times where, you know, practice would end at five, but it's like six o'clock, 6.30. Um, at that point, the custodian's like, hey, you're gonna have to wait outside. I gotta go home. <laughs> so then, I'm waiting outside in the cold and the snow, waiting for my mom to get there. And yeah, she eventually come pick me up, you know, and I, I'm exaggerating, kind of, not really. <laughs> um, there were some times where I was waiting. Um, you know, she'd be, I always kind of use this <laughs> joke that, you know, she'd be um, pulling up to the school, whipping in fast and being like, oh my God, you know, I was home and I started cooking dinner and I made dinner and then there was no one there to eat. And then I forgot to pick you up. <laughs> and uh, I'll be honest, like, <laughs> even at the age of 24, <laughs> I will never forget. There was literally one time that my mom forgot to pick me up. <laughs> My mom forgot to pick me up because she was at church. <laughs> well, she was at um, she was at a a meeting with some friends from church. Um, they were having a little prayer session together, and uh, I just think it's so funny that hey, 
you know, <laughs> Jesus comes first before your firstborn and only child. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. Um, and even then, like, <laughs> you know, at that point, you know, cell phones are a thing. So I'd be like texting my mom, like, bro, <laughs> like, where are you? And that the best part would be, she'll be like 45 minutes late, sometimes even an hour, comes to pick me up, and she's the one with the attitude. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, you know, all I'm trying to say is, like, patience is is not an easy thing. And even in those moments, like, I would be, you know, upset and frustrated with my mom, but like, I learned not to try to take it out, you know, on her. And I think that's one of the biggest issues when it comes with, you know, with the patience is the reaction. Like, you know, how long can you maintain your patience before you, in most cases, many of us overreact? And when you overreact, because your patience, you're you're fed up, you've been building yourself up inside, saying all these things, saying what you're gonna say, expressing how you're gonna feel, and boom, you just let it all out. And most often than not, you know, it's a consequence. And you end up screwing yourself over, you end up hurting the other person. And, you know, like for my example, like, you know, my mom, don't get me wrong, she's an amazing woman. I love her to death. And as you can see earlier, I was making light of the fact that she would be late. But she was a single parent and she worked for the state. And anyone who has parents that work for the state, um, especially if they're single parent, parents, especially if they're moms, it doesn't matter if they're moms or dads, if they're a single parent and you understand that, you know how much they sacrifice. And all the hours and time and investment that they give into you as well as the job. So I'm not trying to disparage my mom. I'm only saying that, you know, a lot of us, you know, we end up having to grow up early. And growing up early, especially if you're in a household where you have to grow up early, whether, you know, for me, I was an only child and it was just me and my mom, but there were more responsibilities that I had to take on as I got older that my mom needed help with. And anyone can relate to that, especially if you have siblings and you were the oldest or maybe you were the middle child and you had to take care of the oldest, you know, whatever the situation is. When you have to grow up early, the level of patience that you need is, is crucial. And don't get me wrong, like, you know, there are plenty of moments where, you know, I was really frustrated with my mom and she could tell, but I never like yelled at her or like, you know, I would kind of complain, but like I would keep it within reason. And like I said, she would get mad at me, but I think it was more of the fact that she knew how I was going to react. And then she knew, which is hilarious, my mom would not only be late to pick me up, but then want to go run errands. And I'm like, bro, I just been at work for eight hours working with middle schoolers. I would like to go home and relax. <laughs> um, so, it, it, you know, but 
the the rea- what I'm trying to say is that you know growing up when you have to grow up early in life patience is a virtue because you're gonna need that patience no matter what's going on you know even for myself you know there are times where you know my mom would have to you know work late or she'd get called out she would work overtime at night um so if there was an emergency she would call she would be wake me up in the middle of the night and be like hey I gotta go or sometimes I would go with her and then have to go to school and and live life and and you have to be patient you know as I got older my responsibilities became more and more and you know I was already kind of building that mentality that it was bigger than me so the patience that I built for myself came from the life experiences I had with my mom and you know, many times, you know, near before she retired, you know, I would be driving her to meet with clients, you know, and it could be late at night. And, you know, I may have work, but we only had one car and we had to to do this together. And, you know, I'm using these examples to show you where my patience came from, the experiences that I had where there really wasn't any other option. I had to be patient. Now, like I said early on, there are different aspects of patience. And this was one form of patience that I learned with my family. You know, and that's why I said earlier, like the patience that you're going to have with your family is going to be completely different from the patience you have with your friends or your employer or your, you know, um, fellow employees. So, but that doesn't mean that you can't translate that patience to other aspects of your life that you're struggling with in terms of patience. I know it sounds like patience, 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 patience. You know, I, I feel like the um, um, the the meme from um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia just <laughs> connecting everything together for the about the mail. <laughs> but like the patience that I learned with my with my mom. It helped me learn how to translate that into working with kids when I started having a job. And, and uh, you know, I worked a lot with kids. I worked in the special services. And uh, I did a lot of volunteer work working with young kids, um, if they were special needs or, you know, or not. So I understood, you know, being patient with my mom because um, the the fact is, is that, like, you know, my mom, as she was getting older, I had to kind of slow down myself. You know, I couldn't be as fast because I couldn't get as frustrated with her because maybe she was struggling with some technology or maybe she was already overwhelmed and I needed to step, take a step back and, and focus my attention to her, especially when, you know, when she had surgery and her lung collapsed and she was out of work for, for several months. Like I really, I was her sole care provider and taking care of the house. And, you know, that happened when I was in high school and still had to, you know, do my schoolwork, you know, hang out with friends, you know, do activities and take care of my mom, you know, and that's why I kind of bring up that, you know, for me, that um, patience of having to like slow down and really, think about the situation that I'm in. I have to apply that working with kids, especially when I'm working with kids who are special needs. 
I need to slow down, especially when I'm in responsible of a bunch of kids and I have to help, you know, the, um, the teacher, you know, I was a paraprofessional. And so, you know, I had to slow down, especially when I'm working with special need kids and being able to see the environment, be aware of what's going on. And a lot of that I credit, honestly, to my mom, um, she would kind of, in situations when I was younger and we were out and about, she would take scenarios or things that happened um, and she would apply it to what she did for a job and for me. Um, For an example, um, uh, when I was younger, um, my mom saw a woman abusing her child in public. And my mom calmly went over to the woman and confronted her about it and told her that that wasn't right. And then my mom came back to me and asked me, why did I, why is that not right to abuse your child in public? And why did I go over there? And I had to explain to her why my mom, explain to my mom why she made those choices. Um, Or, you know, one time there was a syringe in a parking lot. My mom brought me over. She's like, what is that? So I'm like, that's a syringe. And she's like, okay, what do you see when things like that happen? If you see things like that, you walk away, you don't look at it, you don't touch it. So, you know, not everyone is fortunate enough to have a, uh, a parent or parents, you know, I only have my mom, to invest that kind of time in them, to train them in a sense, you know, to apply what they they've learned from their jobs and apply it to, to how to raise me that forced me to have to be patient. And, you know, when I was working with kids, you know, I had to think about every time when every kid was interacting or, 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 or anything. And like how I said earlier, having patience allows your mind to expand in the moment. You know, for an example, there was a child that I worked with with special needs and um, he was like hugging um, a schoolmate. And then out of nowhere, he just put that schoolmate in a headlock and started choking him. All right. Now, granted, this kid is in third grade. But if you are someone who have worked with um, children who have Down syndrome or are on that form of spectrum um, or have children who are in that spectrum yourself, you know how physically powerful they can be. So here I am over, you know, 200 pounds and I'm trying to to get him to stop choking the schoolmate. And I'm fortunate that the schoolmate um, was very self-aware of what was going on and was being very calm. He wasn't freaking out or anything like that because that could have made the situation even much worse. So as I'm trying, struggling, and I needed help, I looked over to the third grade teacher. And I was like, "Ah, can you please come over? I need your help. She looked at me and she immediately walked away. So in a moment like that, most people would panic. They wouldn't know what to do. They'd be freaking out. And I'm also, like I said, I'm a big guy. I'm over 200 pounds. I can't, you know, I can't use Hulk strength on this kid. I could break his arm. I could hurt the other child. So literally in that moment, I was, I don't know how I did it. I was 
the next thing I know, I was running down to the case manager's room. I was able to somewhat get him to kind of not choke him as much. I don't know how I get it. I was in the case manager's room telling her the situation, begging for her help. She refused to get up and help me. Next thing I know, I'm back in the classroom. I was eventually able to get this, the, the, my, my student off of the other, his um, classmate and stop choking him. <laughs> I need a drink. I'm bringing up that story because that is, to me, a, a, a really great example of how important it is to be patient in the moment, especially when it comes to confrontations, whether it's, you know, you know, forbid it be, you know, a physical confrontation. I don't want anyone to experience any kind of physical confrontation. Neither do I, myself, personally. But in this situation, like, Anyone could have overreacted. Anyone you could have panicked. You could have you could have freaked out. But the experiences of the patients that I've had um, with my mom, growing up with her, and other situations in my family, like, and my mom kind of even when I started working with kids would kind of talk to me how to how to work with kids, how to handle them, things like that. But also, I have to give you guys a little side note. I had no resistance training with working with kids who who have those kind of issues none none all right they they had me doing things that to to be to to say the least if any news outlet local news outlet found out about it would have been an incident but despite that i i you know i needed to do my job so i was able to get the situation underhand but like the amount of patience it took for me to be in the moment, each moment, to not overreact, to not hurt either of the students. I didn't even bruise him. And that was another thing I had to take in consideration. Like, I don't have any resistance training in this. I'm not certified to do any any kind of resistance, resistance training. So if I bruise him or anything like that, that's it. That's a wrap. You know, my job is is over. There's no protection. You know, there's there's no protection. You know, working in the education system, you know, working as a as a paraprofessional, you know, the, even as a teacher, there's just no protection anymore. You know, that No Child Left Behind Act <laughs> was really the leave all the teachers behind and AIDS. But I digress. I could go on and on about my thoughts on the educational system. If that's something people are interested in, please leave a comment with your thoughts below. But, you know, this patience that I'm talking about, you know, like I was saying, patience is not taught, it's learned. And for me, my, many of my life experiences that I have had leading up to now, and I'm 29, I had to learn patience. And don't get me wrong, you know, like, like I was saying about this patience when it comes to work, you know, I could, you know, there was... Um, when I, I kept on working in the school system for years. And um, when I started working in high school system, um, I was working with a child, um, a young boy, um, a young man, I should say, because he was in eighth grade. And I... You alive over there, Pablo? All right. Pobbs is alive. <laughs> um, he was 
transferring. Oh man, you okay? You good? He's an old man, so yeah. <sighs> Occasionally he's coughing up what little life he has. <laughs> um, but he was transferring over to high school, so I had to start working in the high school system. And um, let me tell you, middle school is easier. Working in the high school system, nope. The patience for that, oh boy, you got to have some real good patience, I'll tell you. And I'll tell you, some of those teachers, they didn't have any patience whatsoever. But, you know, that kind of, that in that environment that I was dealing, I was dealing with a lot of, um, there was a lot of tribal mentality, a lot of tribalism um, working there. Um, in that school and I worked in the special ed department and there was, you know, you're either in or you're out, um, with certain cr groups of people. And there was a certain individual there who, who made herself the queen of the special, um, education department and, uh, would strong arm, you know, people, you know, she literally got people fired, um, because she didn't like the way, because she didn't like that they weren't doing what she said. Um, and I could get into details, but, you know, I had, to, I had to have patience in the fact that working in the school system, especially in high school, there were so many unknown variables. Um, and there I was working more with other teachers, working more with, with more aides. So I had to learn the patience of you know, social interacting with co-workers who don't like you and they don't like you because they see you as a threat to the power structure that they're trying to create or they hate their job and they see how casual and laid back you are and that everyone likes you um, and they don't like that. They don't like that you stand up for yourself and that you protect your job. And I was dealing with that. So I had to also be patient of the fact that these people would bully me. They would try to they would try to get me in trouble. They would try to make me do things that were actually their job, their responsibility. Um, and I would stand my ground. And that was something that wasn't easy for me. And I'll be honest, that job... It took out a lot of self-confidence I had in myself. Um, I really was beaten down near the end of the, you know, I, near the end of the year. The last year that I was working there was the hardest year. Um, and by the end, I was, I was beaten down. I, I was done. <laughs> my, my confidence had just been depleted. Because I went from one tough situation in the summer into another one. I was, they were both very similar in terms of working with kids. And both of them, I had to leave on my own terms. Um, someday I'll get into that story. Um, but, you know, I bring up all of these life experiences because, you know, they teach you patience. They teach you so many other life like you know, so many other life lessons. But if you're one of those people 
who still are struggling with patience. And even people around you are telling you about your your um your lack of patience. Um you know, at that point, it it requires your your willingness to change your mindset. And that's the reality when it comes to anything in life. Any goals, any responsibilities, any life changes, you know, you got to get into that mindset of that, of willing to and wanting to make that change and wanting to be a more patient person and wanting to learn the patience from your life experiences and not be ignorant towards them. You know, you're going to have to take that time and get into that mindset, whether that means if you can afford it and if you have insurance maybe that means getting into therapy that's one possibility or you can start reading books on on patience and the virtues of patience and how to be more patient you can start meditating i mean that's i do that every single day meditating you can even pick up yoga i do yoga every day you know 30 minutes to an hour um, so, and I'm just starting, you know, with yoga. Keep in mind, I don't want you guys to think I'm some guru. <laughs> um, I'm just starting. But those are ways to help you with your patience. Picking up a hobby. You know, if you're struggling, and like I said earlier on, if you're, str- let's say you have patience, perfect, great patience at home. For all the home situations, you have great patience. But at work, you're struggling. Okay, well, then you need to... Find a hobby, find something that will teach you that patience. Because, you know, whatever you're struggling in with that situation, find a hobby that can relate to that kind of patience. Maybe, you know, dealing at work with social interactions. Maybe that means going online and playing a video game with groups of people, you know, whether that's, you know, Call of Duty or Among Us, you know, any of those group games you know, that requires patience because, you know, no one's going to, no one's going to want to play with a jerk. No one's going to want to play with someone who's constantly impatient and rushing and getting on everyone's ass. So if, you know, you're going to start, especially playing with complete strangers, they will call you out. They will harass you. They will troll you. So, and, and then you're going to get a rude awakening and be like, oh, well, damn, maybe I really need to settle down a little bit. So you need to find things that, you know, that can teach you to be more patient or take the things in other aspects of your life that you're patient about and see if there's any commonalities with what you're struggling with, whether it's work or with your relationship with a loved one. See if there's any commonalities that maybe you can take there and apply to the other aspects of patience you're struggling with. But like I said, that takes changing your mindset. That means taking, a, as I like to call it, a deep dive within yourself. You're going to have to take a deep dive within yourself to figure out why you struggle with patience. And not everyone wants to do that. Hey, that's okay. But that's your choice. You're going to have to live with the consequences of that. And if you're perfectly okay with that, then you must be one hell of a narcissist. <laughs> and I won't hold that against you. 
but there will be many people who will. You know, and with changing your mindset, especially when it comes to being more patient, it requires, like I said, you to acknowledge. It really requires you. To it, It really requires you to acknowledge. And this circles back to um, last season's episode. It really requires you to acknowledge everything in your control. And if you allow yourself to become impatient with the things that are in your control and not in your control, especially the things that are not in control, that you're not in control of, you will make impulsive decisions and actions. And these can have drastic effects on you and the outcome of the situation that you're in. And you have no one to blame but yourself. Because when I say, you know, being patient means you have to acknowledge everything that you're in control of. You know, all of the situations that I brought up, especially the one with the, with the, the student, the only thing I was in control of in that moment was how I reacted to the situation. Do I panic? Do I get angry? Do I start screaming? Do I use brute force? to restrain this kid and get and use my anger and hurt him and the, the his classmate or or do I take a moment to breathe in the moment I had three choices two of those were impulsive decisions impulsive actions because rather than taking a moment to breathe to be patient I reacted. I would react irresponsibly. You, you know, you you can look at a, a samurai battle. I mean, you. I use a perfect example. If if, if any of you watch um, Star Wars: The Mandalorian, spoiler three, two, one, Ahsoka Tano and the magistrate of the planet had a battle. Now, the reason why I'm bringing that up is that if you look at sword battles, any sword fights, you can watch classic samurai films. You know, Kurosawa films, The Seven Samurai, um, Yojimbo, um, whatever you want to watch. Any of those films. Even, you know, recent ones. Um, 13 Assassins. Any of those. Anything. Any sword battles. Even animated sword battles. Um, even, you know, Dragon Ball Z. Martial art fights. You have to be patient in those moments. Even when you're moving fast. Even if the sword is swinging, there could be bullets flying, whatever. There could be fists flying. <laughs> you have to be patient as well. You can't be impulsive. You have to react to the reactions that you're seeing. You have to be in flow. You have to be in the moment. But you have to be calm. You have to be patient about it. You know, when I was struggling with that child, I was calm. I was patient. Was I scared? Yes. Was I nervous? Yes. But I was patient. And because I was patient, I was able to think more clearer. I was able to make better choices. Because in those kind of moments, a man my size, he could react in a bad way and hurt a child, lose his job, his reputation, could end up in jail. So many things. 
those moments when you feel impatient, when you feel impulsive, you have to take a moment and breathe. But this takes training. This takes effort. This takes meditation. You know, if you really want to help with your patience, meditate every single day or have a mantra. You know, in those moments where, you know, you're feeling impulsive or impatient, you know, or you're having negative thoughts or in the moment, you know, from use that mantra, come up with a mantra, say it, repeat it. But it takes practice. Because, you know, the the thing about patience, especially when you take a moment in the patience to look at a situation from an outside perspective. All right. Think about that. When you're patient, you're looking at a situation from an outside perspective. Because when you're not patient and you're just in it, you're in you're in it. You're you're only seeing what you want to see, the blinders. You got the blinders up and you're just going straight ahead. But when you're patient, the you, you the blinders go off because you're able to actually see around you. You're able to see what's going on. And and that is the most important thing. Because it will give you the necessary clarity and help to make a better decision. Even if that is a millisecond of a moment. That patience can change everything. And, you know, being in the moment, moving with flow is is also being patient. Letting things, focusing on what you can control and just trusting the process. That's patience. That requires patience. Are you willing to invest the time into that patience? You know, and and you have to also remember that, like, don't take it as I'm some expert in patience and that, you know, I can just be patient and wait for anything. No. All right. You have to remember that this is something that you will continually learn and improve on. All right. It's not something that's set in stone. Everything that you will learn to make you a better person is not set in stone because you have to keep on working on it. You, you, you can't say, oh, well, I have achieved the ultimate level of patience. All right. Super. I, you can't, you know, it's, it, it, you can't say that, you know, I'm, I'm ultra instinct patience. No, don't work like that. Um, it doesn't work like that. There are times where even I'll catch myself um, where you could be behind someone who's driving really slow. And I'll use this as a perfect example. There's a dude that was driving so slow, right? It took all of my strength, all of my patience, not to just whip across the other side of the road um, to do it. And there are times where I could have done it. It would have been risky, but I could have done it. But I didn't do it. Until we got to a split in the road and one way it went left and you have to keep on going straight and I booked it and cut him off. But anyways, listen, the point I'm trying <laughs> the point I'm trying to say <clears throat> the point I'm trying to say is 
I'm still learning. We're all still learning. All right. I didn't cause an accident or anything like that, but I did speed up really fast and made sure I had enough distance that I can get over. And it didn't even matter because I was like a hundred feet from my destination. And even I knew it didn't matter, but it felt so damn good. <laughs> oh God. So I think that's the only reason why I did it. I was like, yeah, I've been, I've been patient this far. I need to fucking book it. Apologize for my language. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> you know, like I'm just saying, it's like, you. what's great about being patient is just seeing the outside perspective. You know? And it's something that you continually learn. Like, I just gave you an example of something that happened a couple of weeks ago. You're going to continuously learn how to be patient. And I even acknowledge afterwards, I'm like, that was stupid. And, and that's the best part. If there are moments where you become impatient and you make a decision, it doesn't matter what it is. If you can acknowledge that what you did probably wasn't the best idea or you were, you know, you should have waited, be proud of yourself because at least you're holding yourself accountable. And that's the most important part. Holding yourself accountable. You know, that is holding yourself accountable is key in the art of living. Just as much as patience is key in the art of living. And, you know, for me, I, I pride myself on being a patient person. But that doesn't mean, like I was saying, where I don't have moments where I'm feeling impatient or impulsive. And I do. And most often than not, I'm good to not act on those moments. And other times I'm not. And I acknowledge it. And I move forward with the, and I move forward from the mistake. Because you have to move forward. I'm learning, I'm learning and I'm getting better at not, um... You know, beating myself up. That's something that I'm I am an expert at. And that, you know, I acknowledge, and not everyone does this, but you have to acknowledge that the feelings that you work towards retaining patience is is instrumental. It's so important to yourself. Because you have to acknowledge. In those moments when you're being patient, and maybe it's uh, a situation where you're normally not impatient, be proud of yourself. That's all I'm trying to say. And and that is, in many ways, self-affirmation. That's self-care. That's self-love. Wow. You know what, man? I, I was waiting in line today, and I didn't complain. I didn't even, you know, complain to the cashier. I just waited, even though it took 15 minutes. I paid and I was out the door and I didn't even complain or anything. Be proud of yourself for that. Not everyone can do that. And you didn't like suck your teeth or be, you know, kind of passive aggressive to the cashier. And that's the worst part about being impatient is you start becoming passive aggressive. How many of us, when we start becoming impatient, we become super passive aggressive towards family, friends, strangers, like I said, it could be the cashier, it could be the bus driver, it could be the waiter, the waitress. I mean, think about that. And that's, you know, passive aggressiveness. Being passive aggressive sucks. Anyone who's like that, like, you got to work on that. Please, please, please work on that. And if you're someone that's struggling with it and you're trying, I believe in you. Keep on working on it. I believe in you. But... That's something that frustrates me about being impatient. And even with myself, 
you become passive aggressive. And and that's not healthy. And that is, you know, probably the most important reason why anybody needs to work on everybody, I should say. Everybody needs to work on their patience. Because when you become impatient, impulsive, you become passive aggressive to everybody. I don't care who you are. You know it's true. You know it's a fact. And that's all I got to say about that one. (laughs) But, you know, you got to just, you got to remember that you're always learning. And the characteristics that we pride ourselves in are our strengths. Our strengths. Can't talk today. And they can always be improved. And you know what? The best part about our strengths is you can take some of that strength and you can apply it to your weaknesses. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not like if you're someone who, like, for example, you're super, super confident, very confident in yourself, very reassured in yourself, but you're not patient. Take some of that strength and apply it to your patience. You're not going to lose any of your confidence. Because you're so you're so solid with that. That's a, a you know, it's not going to stop fueling itself. It's not. It's just never. It's going to keep on going. It's going to keep on fueling itself. And you can take some of that strength. You can take some of that fuel. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't think that you're going to lose some of your strength, your your, your confidence. You're not going to lose it. I can show you you're not. Because that's one aspect of yourself that you are very reassuring. But there may be a, a something, a, a, a critical life situation that you experience that may diminish that. I'm not, I'm not excusing that. But until that happens, you're going to have that fuel. And there's no problem with taking that fuel and applying it to other aspects of your life that you're struggling with. It doesn't have to just be patience. But patience was the primary focus of this episode. So don't beat yourself up. If you're still struggling with being patient, you're not. Don't beat yourself up about it. And if you're struggling with that, be patient. (laughs) And if you're struggling with beating yourself up and struggling with be patient, well, I don't know what to tell you. Meditate. (laughs) That might be the best option. I I, I don't know. I'm probably sure at the end of all of this, someone could, you know, take every time I said, you know, meditate and make it into a three-hour film. Or I should say three-hour audio clips. But you're going to always be struggling with being patient. Because there are going to be aspects of your life where you are struggling with being patient there. That's okay. Just keep on working on it. Be proud of yourself when you hold fast to your guns. And, you know, that's all that really matters is that self-affirmation, that self-care, that being proud of yourself, patting yourself on the back, you know, it's okay. I do it all the time. It's, it's really healthy and it's important because sometimes you're not going to have someone there to say, oh, wow, Kios, good job on your patience today. I'm really proud of you, man. Thanks. You're not going to always have someone there to do it. So you got to make sure that you do it to yourself, you know. We're all struggling with being patient. Do not forget that. I'm going to keep replaying that. Replaying replaying that. I'm going to keep saying that. We're all struggling with being patient. We all are. But you, you just have to find a positive and healthy way 
to be more patient and use those tools to help to move you forward. Everything I say today about how I, you know, work with being patient and why it's important, everything I said today, if there's anything there, take what you like, take what take what works best for you, remix it and apply it to your life. You don't have to do everything that I say. If there's some things that you don't necessarily agree with, that's okay. Then, you know, prove me wrong. I'm okay with that. I don't mind being proven wrong, especially if I'm not right. But I am right that patience is important. You can't prove me wrong on that one. All right? I got plenty of patience for that one. (laughs) So, you know, that's all I got to say about this, people, is that we are all going to struggle with being patient. But it's up to you to choose how you're going to handle that patience and how you're going to move forward. You can have friends and family that can support you and motivate you and, you know, call you out on those moments when, hey, you're, you're, you're slacking on it. You're slacking on it. And that's important to have that support. But like I said, you're not going to always have that support. So I highly recommend and I highly recommend, I highly recommend that you take that support for yourself. Say you're proud of yourself. You know, go, you know, if that, let's say you were really good today with whatever, with that patience that you're struggling with in that aspect of your of that aspect of your life, treat yourself to a sweet, a cookie, uh, your favorite candy bar. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, treat yourself. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Monday Mindset. To learn more about myself and how you can support the Monday Mindset, head over to my Patreon page at Ronin Art and Music. That's Ronin Art and Music. If you're listening to this on your preferred streaming service, please make sure to subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, leave a comment and review. Slap that notification bell. On iTunes, please make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast and leave a review as this will help me and the podcast grow. Stay positive, stay focused, stay true, and much love.